Can't sell it anywhere else, man. It's right here in West Virginia. This is the Community Podcast with Zach Beard and Aaron Marco, two Morgantown real estate agents highlighting the good people of our city and state. We're taking you behind the sign, connecting interesting people, places, and faces. Why they do what they do and how they came to be doing it. We're building a better community. All right, good deal. Uh, you want a little bit of uh, Greek mythology this afternoon? Man, I am definitely into some Greek mythology. What All do you right. got to lay on us? I don't know. We'll see. I haven't, it's been a while, but uh, you're familiar with uh, Sisyphus. Sisyphus? Sisyphus. Did you just say Sisyphus? I did. A little bit of some Sisyphean tasks. Man, you got, you're going, you're in the stratosphere today, <laughs> Zach. What, what, those right, those, elaborate, those, elaborate. Those are those tasks that are seemingly endless. You do it over again. You got to do it again. Ah, uh, right. He was it. the guy pushing the ball up the he, hill, He was right? pushing that rock up the hill. And that was uh, his, his eternal punishment. Right. Yep. He was tasked with pushing that up the hill, roll uh, back down. You got to start all over again. I got you now. Zach's coming up with a segue right here. Or uh, our guest today, I'm going to say he defines a, a Sisyphean task. Every day he takes in a, a dirty car, he cleans it, polishes it up, makes it look brand new. Makes it look like new. That client goes right back out. Drives in the rain, the dust. Yeah. You got to come right back. Nick, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. All right. How about a solid introduction from Nick here? So you work here with Nick Lambie uh, with Zbart, but uh, Nick here, he's got, he's the owner. Uh, is this this family owned? This is family owned. This Me is and my uh, brother own it. Yes. Yeah, family owned, uh, local shop here in Morgantown. They handle pretty much everything relating to uh, car detailing. Uh, in t- inside and out, and then a handful of uh, other ta- you know um, items such as window tinting, um, some clear coats you can put on your car. Uh, overall, just an excellent process and service here. And Nick, I see you've strategically uh, timed this where your brother wouldn't be here. Yeah, we, we can't trust him to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, don't put him on the mic. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, he t- he takes it all. Well, great. Well, I've had, you know, we've had an opportunity to come in here and take a look around the store a little bit. You guys do a lot of really terrific stuff down here. Tell us a little bit about some of the products you guys offer and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our goal at Zbart is to extend the life and value of your vehicle. So every every product and service that we have is geared around, you know, that motto. Um, so from paint protection film, uh, ceramic coatings, rust protection, undercoating, interior detailing, fabric protection, and window tinting, uh, you're going to get a nice looking ride, but it's also going to be protected for as long as you own it. Well, you know, we we had the opportunity to talk off uh, off mic a little bit earlier, and you meant you made a really neat statement. I thought you you said that the your car is your second biggest purchase. Yeah, absolutely, it's your you know many times your second biggest investment in your life outside of your house, and you know our customers, you know, they work hard for what they have, and they work hard to have you know a nice car, and you know they want to you know when they give us a call, they want to keep it for a long time. They always tell us. You know, I want to keep it till the wheels fall off. And our goal is to, you know, make sure that it looks good at the end. Yeah, I was always one of those guys, man. I'm going to ride that thing all the way until it don't work anymore. I've done that many times. But I was never really good about taking care of it. And the fact of the matter is there wasn't a whole lot of options like you provide here now um, until recently. How, how long ago was it when you guys actually opened here? So we've been open about almost two years in May. Uh, May, towards the end of May, June, about two years. And, yeah, and you opened up just kind of right in there. Just before COVID, then. Yeah, we were open for about six months, and then, you know, we went through a, a winter, and then, you know, uh, COVID happened, so. That took over, and yep. but you're still here, and from what I can tell, 
driving past you all the time. You're very busy. Yeah, we're here and we're we're back better than ever. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, that first couple of years that you get into business is um is tough. You know, I mean, most businesses don't really start looking at um making a profit until year four, year five, a lot of times, and so you know, year two coming in, you're just starting to catch a stride, yep. and um, you got hit with the with COVID. How how did it really affect your business? Um, you know, at first it was you know pretty significant. You know, we closed down, and you know we're, we're like I said, we're family owned and operated. So you know, we look at each other and say, what do we do? So and you now, actually had to so, shut the doors for a little while. Yeah, we shut the doors for almost a month. Yeah, but the know, rent doesn't stop coming, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, um, but you know the the PPP loans and stuff like that really helped us out. Really got us back on our feet and. Like I said, we came back better than ever. Well, I'm really glad that you weathered the storm a little bit. Now, a little bit ba- on your background, what did what did you do previous to this? So, previous to owning Z-Bart, and actually how I found out about Z-Bart was while I was in the military. Oh, okay. Uh, what branch were you in? So, I was in the Air Force for a total of eight years. Pilot? Fighter pilot? Uh, nope. Controlled the fighter pilots <laughs> and all the other pilots. You know, someone has to keep them on, on track. Um, but, yeah, I did active duty for five years, and then I went active guard for the last uh, three years of my career. Uh, there and so you're out totally now uh, i'm still in the air national guard oh yeah you know, i'm still part, in the air national guard part-time yep well terrific well thank you for your service definitely I'd like mm-hmm. to say extend that from the podcast to you my pleasure very much so so tell me a little bit about ceramic coating that's always interested me the idea of you know putting ceramic which is something what i always think of is a cup yeah, or a, exactly. you know a plate and then here you're going to put that on a car how does that work yeah so at first you know the uh, the first step is just getting the car clean and back to original. And um, so we go ahead and remove all the impurities out of the paint, you know, paint correct if needed, you know, buff that car and get that car looking perfect. Um, our ceramic coating is the longest lasting paint coating on the market, guaranteed for seven years. So we want it to be pristine before we go ahead and apply that coating. So it's really important to get that car clean first. So you said you paint correct? Yes, sir. What, what does that actually mean? Um, so like, you know, the swirls and micro scratches, you know, I've seen cars with as little as 100 miles you know, have a lot of scratches in it, you know, and factory defects in the paint um, and in the clear coat from, you know, being hauled wherever, you know, being touched at the dealerships. Um, you know, so sometimes they come in and needs, you know, pretty extensive work uh, to get them looking new and, you know, sometimes better than what they look on the lot. That's yeah. I'm one of those people who had, I gained my first, I, I'm going to say full body scratches in my brand new truck. A um, few months after I bought it, I had the bright idea to take down the Canadian loop yeah. and boy, the, it was overgrown and this, that piercing sound against metal yeah. was nonstop through there. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> I'm terrible on my vehicles yeah. too, man. In the fields and in and out of here and there, and just places you really shouldn't be. Right, and the, and the ceramic coating really helps with that. With it, um, a paint as it kind of leaves a lot is about a three H hardness, um, and our ceramic coating is a nine H hardness. You're getting about three times the the protection there on your paint. Um, you know, diamond is ten H, so you're you know you're pretty close to. Diamond hardness almost. Uh, wow. You know, wow. Um, you know, getting there. And ours is a three-layer system, so it's almost self-healing uh, when you do get those light scratches. I mean, it's you know, it's not going to take a boulder, but, it you know, it'll definitely uh, prevent from scratches and, and heal itself. So that's that film that you were showing us that one time? Uh, the, the film is also self-healing. Oh, that's also self-healing. But, you know, okay. that, that will take pretty close to a boulder. It's, you know, it's impact-resistant, and it's our, our Z-Shield paint protection film is – designed to act as a barrier between, you know, the hazards of the road and your vehicle. Yeah. And Aaron, I know you've seen this stuff. You ever see that, that film they put over windows, and it can almost nearly take a bullet? Yeah, it's a, 3M makes a product for that. In fact, I've reached out to them a couple of times. I think it's fantastic. But, yeah, it's a it's a protective coating, a clear coat that goes onto windows, and really it you, you can beat on it with a baseball bat, 
um, repeatedly, and it takes a significant amount of time to get through it. And as you know, obviously in the self defense industry, we always say time buys you space or space buys you time and time buys you options. And so that really, um, that's a great product. And that's what I kind of thought of when I saw that product initially there, um, yeah, when we yeah, were looking at it, yeah, pretty neat stuff. Very similar. Yeah. It was pretty neat going on the car there. And, and so tell us a little bit about the application process. Do you cover the whole car and that kind of stuff or what do you do? Um, typically we're just going to you know cover those high impact resistance, you know, bumper hood mirrors, uh, those painted surfaces that really do collect the rock chips. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the car, you know, to keep it clean, you know, would, it complements very well with ceramic coating. How's that stuff end up holding up? You know, like back in the 90s, the the bra was a big deal. You put that over your car. Yeah, then you go and peel that thing off, and here you've got uh, your car's one shade, and where that bra is at is a different shade. I, it holds up pretty clear. Yeah. Um, pretty good. And, um, you know, we guarantee a lifetime warranty on the film and a lifetime warranty on our work. So. Okay. Well, Nick, you know, a lot of times I like to get to know the owners of these businesses a little bit. And that's one of the things that we do is we introduce the people that actually own the businesses to our audience. Because it's always really nice to get to know the owners. Um, so many times business businesses have an absentee owner. You never really know who owns the business. So it's nice to see that you're here in the store each and every day. But to let people know a little bit more about you, in the military, you must have traveled a fair bit, I would say. So you've probably seen some interesting places and stuff. Where have you been? Um, probably my favorite place was Ireland. Oh, really? You got stationed in Ireland? Um, I just, you know, I spent some time there in between deployments. And then, um, you know, I liked it so much. We went back on vacation there a little bit with the wife. Yeah. Um, you know, that was one of my favorite places. But, you know, I've traveled all on the West Coast, East Coast, a few deserts a few times. But uh, I really did enjoy Ireland. Yeah, right on. What kind, what kind of hobbies and stuff do you engage in? My, my number one hobby is hunting and just, you know, being outdoors. You know, I, I was lived in Idaho for five years. So I, I was in my, you know, glory days there. I can see Zek just starting to crack a smile. Oh, a I sure bit can. When yeah. he hears that. But it's, uh, they say that most people who live in Idaho, they live there for the outdoors. Yeah. yeah. It, was, and it's, it was fantastic. You know, I don't even like to tell people Idaho was great because more people move there, but, yeah. but, but it was great. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So you, did you get to do some hunting out in Idaho? I did. I got to harvest, you know, a few deer and elk, um, some, some you know, turkey that we don't necessarily see back here, a Merriam turkey, so. Okay. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't know there's various subspecies yeah. of turkey. I think there's five six. and six. Six and different subspecies of turkey, yeah. Right. Is that is that five in the continental or six in the continental? Five in the continental. That's what I thought, yeah. and one Hawaii? Hawaiian, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So we just had a West Virginia guy hit the, the, the grand slam of turkeys recently by taking a bird in. Uh, did you see that take place? I, I didn't see it. But yeah, so a West Virginia guy just hit the actual grand slam, took his, uh, his sixth turkey, um, well, he killed a turkey in every single state. Is that what it was? That's right. He killed a turkey in every single state. Okay. I wonder what the period he of years was He just finished up in, in Hawaii, and he took an albino gobbler. Oh, wow. Yeah, for, for his last bird. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, when I get some time, we'll have to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to take some time, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, I think he had a significant amount of time. He was just on uh, the, the morning show on Saturday mornings on WAJR. It was fantastic. Get to listen to him. Really cool. So turkey season is actually getting ready to start here. Are you going to turkey hunt this yeah. year? Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, nice. You got you a know, spot picked out. I do, and, you know, I think probably the thing I'm most excited for is getting, you know, to hunt with family again. Yeah. Um, since, you know, since I moved, you know, away, I haven't got to do that, and this will be, you know, one of the, you know, first years that I really get to hunt back with family and, and get to just enjoy the outdoors with family. Well, I think that's one of the things that outdoors really does well is bring people together, you know, and gets you to spend time with your family and friends in a really – in a really unique kind of way that, you know, a lot of people don't really get to experience anymore, unfortunately. Oh, it really truly does, yeah. yeah that does. was a U.S. Super Slam. 
the U.S. Super oh, Slam. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. One turkey in, in in all 50 states. Is that right? Yes, it's a, well, maybe I misread it, but it looked like it said 49 states, which in, included Hawaii. Oh, that's right. There there are no turkey in Alaska. That's no, why. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's why. There's no turkey in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, so 49 states. Yeah. Absolutely, wanna... absolutely incredible. Do you recall what that period of time was? I don't recall, man. I, I don't. I don't. I wish I did. I thought about actually trying to get him on the show, actually. Yeah. He's a young guy, so, I mean, it couldn't have yeah. been that long of time. Very dedicated. I want to say it was six years for whatever reason. It's kind of sticking out in my head. I could definitely be wrong on that, but, yeah. um, but pretty incredible. Anyway, neat business you got going on here, man. It's pretty neat. You do a lot of different things for cars here. Are you a car guy, too? Are you into cars? I do like cars, you know, I, but I, I like new cars, you know, primarily, yeah. um, you know, and and I, you know, I just I get the satisfaction when a you know a customer buys that new car, and us protecting that you know for a very long time. That you know that's what does it for me. Yeah, right on. And that rust protection, that's kind of your, is that your bread and butter? Is that one just? Yeah, that's that's the bread and butter, and that's the roots of Z Bar. And that, you know, as we know here in West Virginia, you know, rust is very prominent. You know, we see a lot of rust, and and why is that? Why do we see more of it here? Well, we just you know we're kind of in the salt belt and the rust belt. You know, when West Virginia uses a lot of you know calcium and and uh, salt on the roads and and it's those road chemicals that really does the damage yeah absolutely um and if you don't you know you don't get those off and uh they bond directly you know kind of to the frame and and they hide in places that you know you can't really see even if you wanted to try to wash it so um you know it's important to protect you know those critical seams and you know when we do inside the doors we do and and a lot of those places that most places won't yeah that eats away quick too are there any particular makes models brands that you see that tend to experience it a little more often than others uh, we we say them all. Yeah, you know, all of them. You know, aren't really prone. You know, even the aluminum bodies and stuff. You know, with with just doing the underneath, again, that protects the frame. But you know, we do above the frame, and we do uh, those critical seams that you know have about a hundred different spot welds of metal. So even if you think you have an aluminum body, you know, F one hundred and fifty or or Tesla, you know, it's still prone to rust. Yeah, you know, and and corrosion doesn't discriminate. Corrosion's in all metal, not just sure you know, steel. Yeah, so you got any good tips or anything for folks at home to kind of keep up with their vehicles um, that maybe can't make it in here right away or do different things or? Yeah, just, I mean, pressure wash them and, you know, keep them clean. You know, uh, any touchless car wash, you don't want to go through a car wash that, you know, um, has things hitting your car oh, yeah, brushes no or something. That, so that's, many of them do, though. Yeah, yeah that's going to scratch. You know, those, uh, those car washes are typically not maintained properly, and they, you know, uh, car after car just collect contaminants. Um, and, and, you know, that gets locked in the fibers and eventually ends up scratching your car. Did you ever see that video of that guy who was, he was doing like the, the pre-wash and, uh, then he got wrapped up in the roller. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something in a movie. Actually. It does. Yeah. It's everywhere. But that was a, a funny little clip to watch. Um, what about your engine? Is that something you guys take care of too? Um, no, not typically. Not typically. Okay. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to really mess with that. Yeah, especially nowadays with all the electronic components yeah, on it, it just seems like something pretty risky. Yeah, you, you know, you can mess something up in a hurry. Yeah. But I think maybe a lot of people don't know that you guys actually are able to do window tinting here. I know you kind of mentioned that briefly earlier, but you guys actually do the window tinting here. You got a machine right here in the lobby that actually cuts the film for that. And you also said you could do some graphics a little bit. Is that right? A few graphics, yeah. Just kind of one color type decal stuff. Uh huh. You know, it's just a big cricket. So just imagine a big seventy-two inch cricket. That's us. Okay, yeah, right gotcha. On. Yeah, that and cricket that seems to be becoming more and more popular. I keep hearing people talk about it, and at first I was like, you know, what are you guys trying to? Yeah, I was kind of just like that just now. I, I put two and two together yeah. kind of quick, but I was like, how's he talking about cricket? Because I, 
because it's not a 3D printer. It's for cutting, correct? It's right. Yeah, it's, you know, vinyl and, you know, making making little crafts and stuff like okay. that. Okay. God, yeah, I keep hearing um, it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Yeah, all, all of our film is, you know, cut, uh, you know, on, on this plotter because you know, that's just going to add a layer of protection. You don't want us cutting on your car, and um, you're here to protect it, not, you know, get it scratched or anything. Is that like what that, most so. places do? They lay that film out and then cut it out? Cut it right on the car, yes, sir. Really? Yeah. Really? So, um, you know, we're, we're all, all in the protection game, so we don't want to do that. So everything's cut right here on this plotter and whether it's window 10 or, you know, paint protection film or a graphic, you know, and that's just, you know, going to give you edge to edge coverage. We have all the patterns updates daily, but, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, we're protecting your car and yeah. not doing more harm to it. Nick, what's your long-term plan? Are you looking to drop more of these in, in the region or is this just this kind of it one and done? What, what are you looking to do as a business? What are your business goals uh, up and coming? Yeah, I, I think we'd like to expand, you know, Z-Bars, you know, throughout West Virginia. I mean, We've only been open for two years, but I think it's very apparent to us, you know, pretty early that the people of West Virginia want ZBART. They want the protection on their vehicles. They need the protection on their vehicles. And so we want, you know, to bring more of these to the, you know, the hardworking people here. Where is there even another one at? So you got to go north, you know, close to Pittsburgh uh, to get one, you know, almost, you know, an hour and a half, two hour drive. Huh. So there's not one in Charleston? No, not anymore. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's crazy because I actually heard somebody in the grocery store the other day saying that they were trying to go to ZBART in Charleston and they must have been having problems. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that, uh, that owner that had, will be a problem. That would yeah. be, yeah. Yeah, that owner, uh, you know, was one of our longest tenured owners, you know, from ZBART as a franchise, but, um, you know, he'd, he'd passed on, so. Gotcha. So when you're coming out of the, you know, I know you're still in it, but coming out of your kind of your military and you're coming into your thinking phase just before opening this, were you weighing any other options prior to this? And this is kind of what you landed on. What, what ultimately made you decide to do this? Um, I think uh, I really didn't, you know, weigh too many options. You know, I had – you know, looked at a couple different, you know, online or whatever. But, you know, one, the biggest thing why I landed on Z-Bar was I was a consumer first. Okay. And when I was, you know, in the military and I was in New York, I bought a brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee for my wife. And, you know, it was a pretty nice car. I wanted to protect it. You know, the winters up there in New York are, you know, are harsh too, just like down here. And so we, you know, bought this new car. I'm like, how do we protect it? You know, and, and we had a Z-Bar, you know, and two, year, two months later, I find out that, you know, it's a franchise. And not only... Was it a franchise? I was like, you know, they're very veteran friendly, and they all waive all franchise fees for veterans. Are they really? Yeah. So wow, we, that's amazing. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Zbart International, they waive all franchise fees, and you know, they they're very veteran friendly, and you know, and love what we've done. And is it a uh, veteran founded company? Are they? No, no, no. But they just, you know, they love to give back, and yeah. um, so you know, when I had reached out to them, you know, they were welcomed me with open arms and made it very easy for me, and that's a t you know a testament to them. Yeah, and you know we got we got rolling pretty quick. That well, is fantastic. That really is. And on that same kind of topic, too, you you do a lot to give back as well to the veterans. Yeah, we we try our best. Um, you know, we have, in November held a Mission Twenty Two cook off with Hunt Chef, you know, out of uh, out of Chalk Hill, and and did a did a cookout where we tried to raise money for you know veteran suicide. And well, tell us what Mission Twenty Two is. Yeah, so uh, Mission Twenty Two is just it's just there to combat suicide. And combat, you know, uh, you know, veteran depression and, and all that stuff. And really just be an outsource and a channel, uh, you know, for veterans to reach out and get help, you know, and, and have a, you know, maybe a common ground and talk about, you know, some of the things that, you know, they went through and, you know, get that out there. If yeah, so when I came in, I found these dog tags laying on a thing. I'm holding one right now, and it, you know, it says the it has the veterans uh, crisis line on here and the phone number. So you've got several of these laying about the uh, shop here. So it's really nice to see you guys giving back in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've. We've always, you know, been proud of, you know, if you needed an ear to lean on that, you know, we'll take time out of our day regardless of what's going on and, 
you know, and help somebody out. And, you know, the Veteran Crisis Hotline is, you know, a branch of the, you know, the DOD program, you know, separate from Mission 22. But, you know, it's another avenue that, you know, we have a resource to provide um, and we're happy to do so. Love that. So for any listeners who don't know, can you tell us what that 22 represents? Yeah, um, for uh, every day, 22 veterans commit suicide. 22 a day. That's that's just too many. We that's like that number to be zero. Man, can you really put? I mean, it's hard to get your head around that in our in our own country here. Yeah, and you know, and that hits home for us. You know, from you know, from being in the military and, and you know, some of my friends. So that's you know, that's why we do it because it really hits home. Yeah. Well, what else can we learn about you? You know, outside of the the hunting world, do you fisher at all? I know Idaho has got some Idaho has got some great opportunities for that as well. I, I never really picked up you know much of fishing. We did you know did recreationally you know just a little bit just yeah. hanging out and good excuse to drink beer. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. kind of fishing. Yeah, um, yeah. Just throw a line in the water and you know sit on the bank and uh, you know I'd, you know if my wife hears this you know it'd be a great time to get a boat. <laughs> 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 but no. Uh, yeah, just hanging out on the on you know the shore, just fishing, just you know, just something to do after work. Yeah, um, you know, just you know, outdoorsy, you know, um, you know, camping. Uh, just you know, it's kind of it. I got you know uh, two small children, you know, both under three, so just hanging out with them when I get a chance, and you know, teaching them as much as possible. And, That's know, it. Do the dad stuff, man. You know, it's so easy to let business take over your life and um, and really not be there. And you so you're trying to build a business for their future, and then but. Unfortunately, it takes you out of their life to some degree right. too. You know, it's, it's it's a fine line to walk. I know I walked it myself. You know, and so and maybe not very well, but um, yeah, like I said, it's finding that balance. And I don't think you know maybe I even started off, you know, doing it as well. And and we're and we're trying, you know, to to you know keep that balance and be there and be active with them and yep. you know and, and work and you know run your own business. Yeah, well, I think it's really impressive that you know the the consumer first idea. Um, there's not many people who can you know, use a product so much so that they're going to want to go out and venture and open their own business. Uh, that's a huge risk and a giant life-changing undertaking. You know, business, going into business overall was a huge risk. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's one of the biggest risks you can take. Um, the, the easy way out generally is to get a job somewhere and try to get a, a, a decent job and then try to work your way up that ladder. But going out and actually opening your own facility, I mean, that is a big risk. And it takes a lot of, um, it takes boldness, no doubt about it. And um, I don't know if you always had that boldness or if it was developed through the military, but it certainly takes that to, to be an entrepreneur. And we like to highlight that a lot on here because you're a relatively young guy, obviously, you know, not to, you know, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 27. 27 years old, guys, running his own business, operating his own business. I think that's fantastic, you know, and for a lot of people that um, might, have less than stellar things to say about your generation, so to speak, you know, you're out here doing it, you know, and proving them wrong. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Love to see it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. We're, we're out here every day, six days yeah, a week. That's yes. right. So you're here every single day. Pretty much. Every, what yeah. time do you open? Uh, we open, we open at eight, but you can probably find us here at seven. Wow. Yeah. Um, now how do you kind of delegate tasks between you and your brother? Um, I, he's kind of the brains and the bronze behind it, but, uh, okay. um, you know, he, this place doesn't run without him. But uh, we could, we just kind of just found our roles, yeah. You know, and, and you know he's in the back doing uh you know rhino lining, doing the rust proofing, getting really dirty, and you know I'm up front answering phones and uh you know checking people out and you know detailing when I can and and we just kind of found that role we you know what works for us and what he's good at and what I'm good at and you know so we don't really delegate you know too much to each other. We just kind of know what you know he's got to do and what I've got to do. And now was he in the military also? Yeah. 
No, he wasn't. Um, he he uh, worked for Northern A One. He uh, drove triaxle and truck for a little bit, and you know, and he wasn't really liking what he was doing as far as like hours go and and stuff like that too. And you know, when I texted him and was like, "Hey, you want to do something crazy?" You know, and uh, you know, run our own business. You know, he was like, "Yep, let's try it." Let's so. try it. Yeah, well, that's a big thing to try. Aaron and I were having a conversation the other day about, uh, you know, leadership in business. And that's no small task. And, you know, you know, you think you're just going to open a business, but you're not just doing that. You're, you're managing people. And that's probably one of the hardest things. It is the hardest thing. And, and that's where the military has really helped, helped me out the most, you know, uh, as a you know, business owner is, you know, getting that structure and getting that leadership yeah. you know, from the military when, you know, I'm supervising, you know, multiple troops at a time, you know, coming in here, you know, and having, you know, six, you know, guys look after. Well, good leadership um, skills aren't something that's really kind of uh readily available to a lot of people they don't just take to it right away and be good leaders it takes time to learn how to be a good leader but not only does it take time it takes a focus to try to become a good leader you have to look at it and actually attempt to be a good leader it doesn't happen organically a lot for most of the time i would say and i'd say a lot of people ex have bad experiences with leadership because there's a lot of hypocrisy and so forth so developing and being a good leader is a really important thing i think the military probably helped you out in that aspect yeah, it definitely did and you know, my wife's way better at this than me, but, you know, she always says lead with empathy and yeah. you know, that's something we try to do, you know, here as well. And, you know, always in leadership is just leading with that empathy and you know, thinking about, you know, the, you know, the, the other guys and, you know, I don't ever ask, you know, them to do something that I wouldn't do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, here before them and I leave after them most days, you know, and, and like I said, I'm not going to, you know, force them to do something I wouldn't do. And if I'm not going to live it myself. I like that a lot. <clears throat> are your, many of your employees, are they vets as well? Um, nope, it's just me. We did have, okay. you know, one other veteran that worked with us for a, a short time. He was a disabled veteran and um, just kind of, you know, doing physical labor and doing the detailing. Didn't work out for him as well as we would have liked, but, you know, he gave it a shot. He gave a great effort and uh, we were, you know, thankful to have him for a little bit while we could. And, and you know, he taught us a lot just, you know, uh, being a disabled vet, just a lot about attitude and, yeah. and you know, empathy, you know, in that respect. So I remember we were talking, we were talking to Aaron and I think Jamie was mentioning to us, that um, well, who has got that? They've got a vet program where they they where business owners kind of go in and give a talk and kind of help uh, inspire other vets. Well, you talk about Operation Welcome Home. Yeah, but I thought there was a specific, and I can take this out. I thought there was a specific part of that where they were encouraging business owners to go in, give a presentation, and help support the vet community and help them develop a, a resume and. I don't remember. Ah, exactly. I, don't wish, I, I wish I, I remember I, I that. I know they do that as part of Operation Welcome Home. Yeah, I just thought that you would have been a perfect fit for that, if yeah. I could remember what that was. Yeah, no, well, no doubt. Well, you'd also be a perfect fit for that entrepreneurial program down there that um, we're talking with that other guy, Coop, on. Dave Coop. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Good example on that. We got off track a lot. Yeah, no worries. Adds to my editing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. That, he's the one doing the work. So I try to stay the topic, man, because I really don't want to make wor more work for yeah. him. Yeah. I wish I could remember that that program was. Yeah, well, yeah. GTS, baby. Yep. That's right. I could also just call Jamie. What kind of what kind of projections do you have for the rest of this year? Um, you know, I think we'll be pretty good. You know, pretty good. You know, as far as car sales, you know, quarter one and quarter two, you know, we're really good. So I think, you know, we kind of mirror that. Um, so we're, we're looking to have a great year and we're you know, looking to finish strong, you know, before winter hits. Yeah, I like what that. What are the most important things to get out there and get done heading into the summertime right now if you're a, a, a car owner? 
Um, the biggest, you know, is the ceramic coating and keeping that exterior clean. You know, sun and, and UV rays can damage that paint, and, and there's a lot of, you know, acid rain and bird droppings and stuff like that that, you know, really damage it. You know, you want to keep that car clean as you have weddings and, and stuff like that. But, the, you know, sometimes the more you wash your car, especially hand washing, the more damage you do. So it's good, you know, if you want a clean car looking into summer and, and you know, turning heads in the new year here, um, it's, you know, it's good to get a, get a paint coating on there and then, you know, follow that up with a rust protection before winter. Well, that was fantastic, actually. You know, and so thinking about the idea of actually protecting probably your second biggest investment um, is, is a really neat idea. That's a concept I hadn't really thought about. I do know one time I had a car that had gotten totaled. And uh, when the adjuster came out and started looking at the car to see what kind of check they were going to cut me, they, they hit me for 100 bucks, $150 for every little nick and scratch. You know, and it just brought that value down and down and down. And uh, it was actually pretty incredible. Even the interior, you know, if there was a little spot or whatever, I mean, it cost me money right now on a check. And so I think you're right. The more you take care of that car, ultimately it's, it's, it's saving you money down the road. Now, you mentioned you did interiors as well. What do you do as an interior for protection? Um, so, you know, first we, you know, keep it clean and, you know, that's always the biggest thing. I think, you know, you look at vehicle maintenance and you think about oil changes and brakes and tire rotations. I'd hate you for the inside. The, I would not want you to see the inside of my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've seen it all, believe me. Um, but, you know, just keeping it clean is, you know, a big part of, you know, keeping the germs. and. and What's the weirdest stuff. thing you've ever found in a car? Oh, is, is this a family show or, <laughs> you know? Life is busy, and, and you do things in your car you probably shouldn't do sometimes. That's a good way to put it. We can, nice, we can, nicely uh, done. Nicely done. <laughs> we can draw it from our own imagination. That, that was man. very artful. Yeah, yes. but, you know, um, then, you know, after we get it clean and, and protecting, you go like fabric protecting, you know, from, you know, stains. Like I said, life's busy. Sometimes you're eating in the car, drinking coffee in the car. You know, a nice fabric protection will just, you know, keep that carpet and fabric clean, you know, from stains. And, you know, and then your dash with leather conditioner and, and keeping sun fading and oxidation and all that. Excellent. Before we wrap up, is there anything we can maybe offer the, the guests here, yeah. the listeners? Yeah, since we're halfway through April, I figure we'll do uh, all of the rest of April and then all through May. If you listen to this podcast and you mention this podcast you know, at checkout, we're going to donate $50 for every checkout, whether that's an interior detail, window tint, ceramic coating, doesn't matter. Right to Mission 22, right to Veteran Suicide. Man, that is it. That's fantastic. I didn't see that one coming. So if you come in here, if you come in here as a customer, you purchase one one of your ZBart branded products here, you're going to donate fifty dollars of that to this veterans uh, outreach program. Yep, everyone fifty dollars, and we can post it right on the you know the community podcast and socials, and and we'll get it out there. We're gonna we're gonna back it up and we're gonna prove it. Really and like that. That's yeah, very generous. I, I really like. I want to keep track of that, man. I want to really keep track of what that is. At the end of the day, we want to revisit that. That is a very generous, generous offer on your on your uh, on your part there, and I'd like to keep an eye on that. You know, Aaron, this ties in really well with last week's episode as well. You know, we talked about all the different ways we can give back, and we, you know, you can make your simple Amazon purchase, or, you know, or you can come buy local, like we talked about. Yep. And here's a way that this business owner is going to give back. That's exactly right. And it's something you need to do anyway. You need to keep your car clean or, you know, yep. you need to take care of that. So it's something you need to do. Um, and Come do it here. That is fantastic. Awesome job, man. Thank you very much, Nick. That's our pleasure. <laughs>